Over these weeks of Advent and now at Christmas, we've been celebrating the incarnation of God. We first talked that the, the, the heart of the sending of Christ was for our redemption. And so as part of the Christmas story this morning, we read from Genesis 3 to see the consequences of sin and the need that we all have for a Savior. But we also began this series looking at the power of the incarnation. He comes, yes, to die for us, but also to gift to us his life. He's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We also talked about the person of the incarnation last week. We looked at his humility, the character of our Savior. And this morning, I just want us to spend a few minutes looking at the promise of the incarnation, the the hope that we have in him, that we can trust him with our lives. I'm so glad that you've gathered either in this sanctuary this morning to worship him or to gather with us online. We cannot miss Jesus on Christmas morning. I can, I can understand why maybe Joseph and Mary didn't fully understand, weren't able to fully comprehend who Jesus was. But as we search the scriptures in this season and this morning, we don't want to miss the glory of Jesus. Wesleyan scholar Tom Oden said it this way about the incarnation. This one who was born, the only son, did not become son at a particular stage, but is eternally and antecedently the son. He enjoyed a pretemporal relation with the father prior to the incarnation. I'm not sure, I believe it, I'm not sure I understand all of that. And so thankfully, John has said to us, the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And that's who visited us this Christmas morning. We can't miss it. He was a veteran customs officer, and he would check people coming into the border, and somebody just happened to catch his eye. He, he knew there was something fishy about this guy. And so when he pulled up in his truck, he said, we are searching this truck from top to bottom. And they searched it from top to bottom, couldn't find a thing. And he let that man know, though, I'm looking for you. I know, I know you're do- up to something. A few weeks later, the man came in a different truck, and so the customs officer said, I know it's you. You may have a different truck coming through, but I know you've got something on you. You're trying to get something into our country. Search it from top to bottom. They did. They couldn't find anything. And this happened repeatedly for months and months. This officer was coming to the end of his assignment. He was about to retire, and he wanted so desperately to catch this person and could not. Finally, on his last day of serving, that man came again, driving up in a different truck, and he pulled him aside out of the truck and said, listen, I'm not going to tattle on you, but I can't go into retirement. You got the better of me, I admit it. I'm not going to jail you, but you've got to tell me. What is it that you were smuggling? I've got to know. You promise? Yes, you have my word. What were you smuggling? I could never catch it in any of your trucks. I was smuggling trucks. (laughs) Oh. Right in front of him. And he missed it. We cannot miss Jesus. His power that he offers to us, his, the price he paid for the redemption of our souls, we can't miss the person and character of Christ. But just for just two minutes, 
here in Matthew uh, uh, verse 23, chapter 1, the reminder again of the promise of the incarnation. It, as we said last night, it's in the Father's heart. Verse 18, verse 20, he's the one who's through the Holy Spirit, gifts to us the Christ. He's the one who sends the angel to Joseph. It's in his heart, his plans, his wills to send us the Christ. But here we see the promises of God fulfilled in Christ. We've read the prophecies at Advent. Every I dotted, every T crossed. And Matthew, being a Jew, trying to reach the Jews, as you read through his Christmas story, it's packed with prophecies. I want you to know that this is the one who's been foretold. This is the one whom the Spirit has told the prophets, the Christ is coming, and here he is. Even verse 23 is a prophecy. It's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. That which is promised is found in Christ. The one who is the word always keeps his word. How do you and I need to trust him with that this morning? That whatever he has spoken, that's what we can do and be. Whatever he's called you to, you can live into that. However he's called you to trust in him, hope in him, you can trust him with those things. He puts his trustworthiness on display, full display at Christmas, prophecy after prophecy after prophecy, whatever he has said he will do. And you watch Joseph's life here. He submits. He trusts. He defers. It's, it's, it's his right, as even though he's not the father, as a stepfather, it's his right to name the child, Lord, you can have that. I trust you and your plan. You get to Luke's gospel. It's the same with Mary. Chapter 1, verse 38. Be it done according to your word to me. I trust you. How is it this morning? that we need to trust what his word says, to trust his will for us. I'll tell you part of the story. One of you had recommended this uh, movie that's playing in Madison now. Uh, it speaks of a family in, in just a, a difficult season of our history, the Civil War. Uh, the movie speaks of a family in crisis and in great loss as not only does the wife and the mother of six children die, but she dies in a horrific way, and she dies in front of her husband. And so here he is, widowed with six children. What do you do? You're in the middle of a war. You've just lost your wife. How do I handle this loss, this hurt? And then you get word that your son, who's in the war, is shot and is facing being paralyzed for the rest of his life. What do you do? It's Christmas. What do you do? And then he heard the bells of Christmas. And so he writes the poem that would later become the Christmas carol, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. You remember that poem and that carol? Rightly say, in looking at the world, yes, there is hurt and there is struggle and there is loss, but God is not dead. He does not sleep. There can be peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We gather today, we worship today because God has kept his promise in his son, Jesus Christ. He entered our world. He knows our hurts. And today we remember and celebrate that we can trust him.
How is it today for you? What's your next step in your response to the one who's proven his trustworthiness? Who is he calling you to be? What is he calling you to do? What hurt is he saying to you? Let, would you trust me with that? Let me have that. And how you and I will do that, it will glorify God and it will speak volumes to this world that we trust the one who gave his only begotten son for us. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's worship together. It's hymn 246. It's joy to the world. Let's stand together as we sing.